Previously on Cyril Reed's Ninja Gaiden. For the past two and a half months, we've been there with Ryu Hayabusa as he's battled through the pain of losing a father, getting kicked out of college, and finding himself in bar fights. We've seen him shot, get drafted into the CIA, and be there for a very special teacher. He's battled demons, destroyed bosses, fell out of mine carts, and got hit by lightning. We've seen him at his worst and at his best. And today, we're about to see a brand new side of Ryu Hayabusa. After two months, we're about to unveil the biggest surprise of them all. Join us as we see whether or not Ryu Hayabusa's father is alive. This is the reunion we've all been waiting for, the episode that changes everything. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you a very special episode of Ninja Gaiden. Chapter 19 It was black inside, but that wasn't what made fear pour through Ryu's body. Deep, snarling breaths echoed off the walls. First they seemed to come from the left, then the right. Then there was a smell. Ryu had never experienced anything like it. It reminded him of decay or rotting meat. He became aware of smoke circling around him, embracing him like ghostly fingers. It was warm, moist, and musty, and seemed to coat his skin with film of slime. But it was the breaths that frightened Ryu the most. They seemed to whisper death. They rattled and wheezed like the last gasps of a doomed person. If Ryu's father was in here, maybe Ryu didn't want to see him. Who? Who, Who's in here? Ryu called out. He tried to keep his voice firm, but it came out thin and, and shaky. Whatever was in the room belched another cloud of smoke. Ryu staggered backwards, coughing. Is this the brave boy that stood before the great Jacquio so defiantly only moments ago? Came the Jacquio's voice. It sounded electronically amplified. Ryu guessed it was coming from speakers. You seem a different person. Could this be fear I detect? Where is my father, Jacquio? Ryu shouted. Not so fast, my impetuous prisoner. The Jacquio laughed. I have too much to tell you before you die. Much that concerns you. Perhaps you are not aware of what I have been doing all these years shut up in this temple. Only developing the world's most spectacular advances in mind and body control. I couldn't care less, Jacquio. Ryu retorted. Just, just tell me about my father. Your father, the Jacquio snapped, was one of the greatest successes. Malt was right. Dr. Hayabusa is not dead. Ha, ha, ha. He has been transformed. We fondly call him the Masked Devil. He is now a killing machine like no other. Horror washed over Ryu like a bath of liquid ice. What, what, what are you talking about? You, you demented creep! 
The hot breath in the room suddenly became a gust of fire and grit. Ryu backed away, covering his eyes. Ryu Hayabusa, you're about to meet your match. And guess what? The Jackio's deep laughter rumbled through the room. He's your own flesh and blood. Ryu stood erect in the darkness. He looked towards the source of the heavy breathing. He strained his eyes, trying to see something, anything, in the suffocating darkness. A word fought its way up from the bottom of his being. It was a name. A name he had never addressed anyone with. Never dreamed that he would. Now he had to say it for the first time in his life. And it felt wonderful and electrifying and terrifying all at the same time. Dad? With sudden blinding harshness, the room was bathed in light. Extending from the floor to the ceiling was a horrible mask. It was a molded to look like a putrid flesh, bubbling over itself, dripping onto the floor. Its eyes were hollow sockets, its nose gnarled and broken. Its mouth was retracted into grotesque grin, rimmed with knife-like teeth. Fire whiplashed out of the mouth of the masked devil. Backed away, his skin singed with flames, and as the mask rushed towards him, flaring its teeth, he heard the Jacquio's voice screaming with sinister glee. <laughs> Happy reunion, father and son. Chapter 20 Crush! A plume of fire rushed towards Ryu like an exploding star. He dove away. A jolt of pain rushed from the top of his left tabi boot. It was on fire! He rolled on the ground, smothering the flames. It was out. The skin of his left calf showed through the scorched hole of his ninja suit. The masked devil was coming towards him. Its leering face loomed larger, filling the room. Ryu felt paralyzed. Was this repulsive, slobbering, fire-breathing monster really his father? It couldn't be. But, but what if it was? What if the Jacquio really had the power to make such an incredible transformation? Ryu would have to fight and kill against his own dad. There had to be a way to find the truth. This mask wasn't just a person. There, there was some kind of power behind it some force that, that gave it life. Ryu knew that he only had one hope. Only had one chance to save himself and save his father. If he existed, that is. Ryu had to find the source of the power. He ducked away from another blast. This time he landed near the door. The door was still open. He ran through. Behind him, the voice of the Jacquio crackled. You can run, Ryu Ayabusa, but you won't get very far. You know this is your father. If you come back to get him, you'll die. If you don't come back, I'll get you. If you were to escape, I'd kill your dad and this red-headed girlfriend. Ha 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 ha. The Jacquio's maniacal laughter pounded in his ears. 
He ran blindly through the hallway, not knowing where to go. In full stride, he pulled the dragon sword from its scabbard. It had saved him when hope had all been lost. It had shown him the way. He had faith that now, somehow, it would guide him. He held out the sword. The tip pointed to the right, down a path of black stone. It seemed to pull on his hand. Ryu smiled. Someone was on his side. The path wound through the temple, curving, climbing, dipping. Before long, Ryu could hear a noise. It was louder than a roar, longer than explosion, more desperate than a whine. It seemed to penetrate through his skin to his bones. It came from the end of the corridor, from an open door that sent out a cascade of bright purple light. Ryu approached the room carefully. Dragon's sword had not failed him. He couldn't be sure, but this felt like the power source, like a, a generator that belonged to a great power plant. When he saw what was inside, he was sure. The statue was on a pedestal the size of a small house. It towered upwards, dominating the room. Its body was like a, a massive, powerful man. Its face was the, the face of a, a masked devil. It opened its mouth. A fireball catapulted out. Then another, and another. Ryu jumped aside. By now, he was used to that trick. Or so he thought. The fireball should have crashed to the ground at the spot Ryu had just left. But they didn't. In front of his disbelieving eyes, they were curving in mid-air, defying gravity. They were missiles of death, and they weren't going to stop until they found their victim. To be continued. And now, an open letter to A.L. Singer, author of Ninja Gaiden. Dear A.L. Singer, wowza, now that's a doozy of an episode, it it may have been super short, but we finally got the father-son reunion thing we've been waiting for, and hey, we battled the boss. Kind of. Actually, not not a whole lot happened this, this week, which means that I'm going to have to take you to task on a few other things that, that you wrote, but don't worry, it's, it's pretty small. Uh, first and foremost, I, I love how Jacquio says he has a plan for everything. He's like... If you run, I'll, I'll find you. If you escape, I'll kill your girlfriend. Blah, blah, blah. But he doesn't go far enough. I don't know. I I, I think that he could have gone a lot farther. Like, uh, maybe had some alternative plans. Um, ju- just in case, you know, you escaped and didn't care that the girl lived or died. I mean, she wasn't really your girlfriend to begin with. So, you know, who do you care? Like, uh, th- this this is what I would have said. So, uh, hold on. Listen, Ryu, if you run, I will find you. If I don't, I'll kill that red-headed girl. If I catch you at home watching Will and Grace, I'll pay someone to cut your cable. And if you're out buying clothes, I'll make sure that the salesperson swaps out those clothes for something three sizes too small. And if you're on a date in the park, I'll make sure that somebody is sitting right next to you playing loud rap music while you're trying to make out. 
And if you if you start to gain some weight, I'll make sure that somebody shows up and makes fun of you, effectively dropping your self-esteem. Yeah. You're gonna rue the day you escape from my evil lair. Ha ha ha. See how much fun that was? Man, if only I could have been the one writing this crappy book. Another thing that I love about this episode is how selective our 13-year-old hero is about what he does and does not believe about uh, science. A few chapters uh, back, he scoffed at the very idea of evolution. Yet, in this episode, Ryu is amazed by fireballs that defy the laws of physics. Mind you, he's not amazed at the fact that there are fireballs coming from a giant mask, but the idea that they're homing on him, that well, that's just over the line. I hate to tell you this, Ryu, but the homing fireball is about the most believable thing in this entire book. I mean, this is the book where we have two statues that if they come together, they spell the end of the world. You've somehow turned Ryu's dad into a mutant monster. You have bosses that simply disappear. And and, and every so often, my 13-year-old body literally sweats out fire. And you're shocked by the laws of physics? Then again, I still say the most unrealistic thing about this book is the fact that Ryu's mom let her baby go halfway around the world to kill a bunch of dudes. Come on now. Nobody is buying that for a second. I wish I could say that these chapters, you know, wrapped it all up for me and, and that I learned a bunch from, from chapters 19 and 20. I know that Ryu's dad is an asshole and the power source uh, appears to be you know, controlled by a fire-breathing prince. No, 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 not, not, not like the royalty prince, but rather the artist formerly known as the artist formerly known as prince. Anyway, it's, it's, it's also complicated and weird. But then, I'd be lying if I said I, I wasn't dying to know what happens next. So, hey, keep up the great work. Yours truly, Cyril Lachelle.